Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and let you know how to correctly wear a mask like 5% of the people who are at Russian test skates. Joss, how are you? What's your week been like? My week has been full of dogs and puppies, okay? We are trying to get <laughs> our toddler a doggy because she's obsessed and Claudia has I'm been so helping excited. me. <laughs> Claudia, oh, who I love doggos. Oh my gosh, so exciting. Who has been your favorite doggy that we've seen? You can't ask me this. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Sorry, pressure's on. That's awful. My favorite. I can't remember the name. Maybe it was Meadow when like her profile said um, her hobby was sniffing flowers. And I was just like, this is too wholesome for me. This is so freaking wholesome. Um, um, yeah. But oh, I don't know. I it, We agree on the doggos. I like, I pretty much love every single one that you applied for. And I just love vicariously living through you. And I'm like, this is giving me an excuse to move closer to you guys. Yes, please do. Please do. Yeah. Basically, I've been applying for various dogs in our area to appease my toddler and and also myself. <laughs> um, but basically, you know it's going to be you though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 all for her. <laughs> um, but basically, what's happening is because of COVID, a lot of people are feeling lonely. So a lot of people have been submitting apps to shelters, right? Because um, they just want a companion. So basically what's happening is that every dog is getting like a million zillion applications. So the chances of us getting a dog are like very, very slim. So I've just been kind of like shooting my shot with literally every dog that I find that I think would be a good fit. And so far we haven't had any hits or any matches, but fingers crossed it comes soon because we need a doggo. Fingers crossed. No, I absolutely like 100% believe in like the one like when you do get a response and the one you kind of like quote unquote match with, like it was meant to be. Um, well, at least that's like what I tell myself to think of. Um, otherwise I'm like, no, I get too sad. I'm like, can I just, you know, I'm going to be the person who's like when they're 80, instead of like living with like 10, 15 cats, I'm going to be living with like 50 dogs <laughs> and maybe like a few cats too. Cause I can't help myself even though I'm allergic, but I'm going to like have a farm when I'm like old. The farm. We can move to the farm together and be 80 years old and record podcasts together with our million animals. <laughs> Why don't we move into figure skating stuff and not talk about doggies anymore? <laughs> yep, let's do that. All right. So this episode, we are actually going to be splitting up Russian test skates into two episodes. We decided to do dance with men in this episode. And the next episode will be pairs and ladies. Pretty much in order of how they went, which makes it very easy for us. Before we do that, let's just talk about um, the major coaching changes of men's and dance. There's really only one. <laughs> Mikhail Kolyada. Yep, there's only one. Yeah, <laughs> is moving to Alexei Mishin. How do we feel about this? No, I feel really good about this. I think everyone does really because he's such a talented skater and like seeing him so inconsistent last season was just like a pain for everyone and probably including him as well. So, you know, Misha, I think has got a great, you know, consistent system that will really help um, Misha to get his shit together because it's amazing that quad Lutz needs to come back. And I know that Misha is going to get that out of him. 
like, and we'll talk about him more obviously later on in the episode, but it's really exciting. I really like it. What about you? He always looks so like crushed by the weight of his disappointment because he's like naturally such like a serious dude, right? Like the guy is not like a full megawatt <laughs> grin kind of guy, right? You know, like like he's no he's not Keegan Messing, very different flavors, right? <laughs> of of humans. And like to see him being crushed by the weight of his disappointment after he would have a bad skate or like he just didn't feel good about a program was really kind of like sad to see, you know, just like as a viewer. So I really hope that this is a good switch for him. I have a good feeling about it considering what we saw, which was just both shocking and very mission. <laughs> yes, and very mission. Like it was just it it was it was shocking and on brand, which is I mean what we're all going yes, for, right? Yeah. Like we all need a little shock, mm-hmm. but we all need to stay on brand. Yeah. But we'll definitely talk about Misha to Mission later on. Um let's give a little overview of some kind of miscellaneous news um, relating to Russians that occurred in this kind of time period. Let's start off with Maria Sotskova. Joss, tell us about this. Okay, well, basically kind of rewinding back to Olympic season, okay, like the 2018 season. She was eighth in the Olympics at Pyeongchang, and she was also silver in the Grand Prix final that year. And unfortunately, what happened was that she received a 10-year ban from competing because of some allegations of her doping. Yeah, it was it was really shocking. Like, out of everyone, Maria Sotskova. But yeah, no, she allegedly um, has received a 10-year suspension for falsifying a medical document to explain three missed doping tests and also the presence of a prohibited substance in her body and... We, there's still kind of things up in the air, but that's that's what um, the Russian Anti-Doping Agency has told us. And we don't know anything about what specific banned substance it was that they, um, that they found in her. But yeah, you know, I just incredibly disappointing for her and for all of her fans. But yeah, she did retire this year in July and this news came out in September. So, you know... Are those linked? Are they not? We know that after the Olympics, she pretty much was starting to wind down as she went into university. So maybe it's just uh, good timing on her part. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for any further developments in that story. And obviously, this is a legal matter. We we know that the the anti doping agency is doing their job. We we don't have a say in that, so we're just kind of here to deliver the news. It is kind of very unfortunate for her fans and and people who have been watching her through the Olympics and and over the years. So we're sad to see this happen. And yeah, I think that's it on that. Mm-hmm. Um, next is something that was just really shocking, but also equally as on brand for Alexi Yagudin. Yeah, shocking and on brand is probably just going to be a theme throughout the entire episode or maybe whenever we talk about <laughs> Russians. Um, but so Alina Zagidova decided to skip um, Russian test skates because she accepted a job presenting for the filming of Ice Age. So it's a Russian skating TV show. She's doing that with Alexi Yagudin. And reports, not just reports, but actual live audio feed that was released kind of showed Alexia Gudin making some really just inappropriate, awful comments, interjecting over what Alina was saying about certain skaters. And it was just on brand, 
like he's just made some awful comments like over the past years and oh, he's just geez. he continues to spit it out just like russians with their junior lady skaters it is a conveyor belt it is a machine he just keeps spitting them out he he has said many bigoted things in the past to other athletes and skaters not just alina and like these comments in particular were like especially concerning because they were directed at alina who is an underage girl um you know, we, we don't exactly want to talk about the quotes of these comments in this episode because they could be potentially triggering to people. But if you do want to know exactly what he said, please feel free to Google it. But also do be mindful if these types of comments are triggering for you. Um, but yeah, it is just kind of very unfortunate that he continues to say these things to skaters, skaters who have been, you know, working so hard and, and don't deserve just truly gross comments not necessarily even comments about their body which they don't deserve either but just like nasty stuff you know like no stop yeah and it's just like he found this like he thought that this might be appropriate for like live television like really like i listened to the actual audio recording and even the audience like they gave out a nervous laugh like going okay i kind of know that we should probably like laugh at this because he intended this to be like a joke of some sorts but like we're not really comfortable with it either and it was just disgusting and gross and yeah it's just uh, it's a big yeah. like uh. yeah we're, we're not here for it he should just stop like yeah he should just oh absolutely he's just not he should just and not it, and it just sucks because like i'm such a fan of his skating and like i think this is just with everybody such a big fan of his skating he is an awesome skater but just him as a person is just oh it is just big ew and it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, you suck as a person, but yes. unfortunately your like work is something people have admired. Uh, yes, yep. definitely. Moving on to something also unfortunate, but, but in a very different kind of 2020 way, whereas <laughs> Yagudin has been doing this his entire life. Um, <laughs> two athletes from Russia have tested positive for COVID. The first one is Vladimir Vorozov, and this affected his participation in Russian test skates. He did not participate in Russian test skates. And also Alexander Galiamov, he did participate in Russian test skates. However, he withdrew from the second stage of Russian Cup. And like, you got to think like, oh my God, how did they get it? But then you look at the Russian test skates footage and you're like, barely anybody was wearing a mask. And if they were wearing a mask, they were doing so incorrectly. And I feel like the only person who did it correctly was Nikolai Morozov, which is just like, just what? Like him out of all people, the really <laughs> unpredictable wild Nikolai Morozov was like, I'm gonna wear this mask correctly. But kudos to him, you know, kudos to him. I mean, the whole thing was just a bit and they let Sofia Samadurova compete with, like, a flu? Like, really? Like, just mind-boggling. Anyway, like, you know what? They, they th- they've got, got their shit handled, right? They've got it all under control. Wink. Sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that, and I was like, Sofia, stay your ass home. <laughs> Anyone who was, like, at risk, all of the, like, lovely coaches, like Tamara Moskvina, Alexei Mishin, not wearing any mask, and you're like please protect them and like protect yourself but that's just not gonna happen and I think you know 
we'll have to see like the the later Russian Cup stages whether they actually put in more uh, stringent measures. But at Russian test gates, they definitely weren't there. <laughs> sure, considering the people in there were packed like sardines. Yeah, <laughs> there were no measures, much less stringent measures. All right, let's start off with ice dance. This was a kind of somewhat cut down field because we were missing um, pretty much the top two Russian dance pairs. So we Sinitina and Katsalapov and Stepanova and Bukin. Both of them were out, which was really disappointing. But we did get a few cool dance pairs that I want to talk about. Um, Elizaveta Hudaibedieva and Igor Bazin. I'm pretty sure that I fucked her name up, <laughs> but... What's not fucked up is their programs. I loved both of their programs. I think that they have a lot of potential and I'm really excited for them. They're a pretty fresh pair. They only teamed up like, they only teamed up in May this year. She keeps cycling through partners because I'm pretty sure the Russian Fed is just like, we know you're a star. We just need to find a guy that is good enough for you. And I think he he pulls his weight really. What about you? Yeah, no, I I think they did really good. This is honestly my first time watching this dance team, but I am very intrigued by them. I think that they had very good synchronicity. Their twizzles were very fast. They had good skating speed across the ice. She has amazing posture and her hair and her nails are on point. Like, is there anything this girl cannot do? She needs to honestly start a YouTube channel where she does like beauty tutorials and like training vlogs because they would get so many views and she can pull on, I don't know, like Aliona Kostanaya or maybe she can pull on Lisa Tukamishova and they can just give lessons and tutorials because I know I want them like all those Russian girls they are so on point with their nail art and everything I definitely need to learn definitely Lisa tutorials a hundred thousand subscribers we see it oh we're gonna manifest oh I definitely see it what I also see is a story in their free dance which I absolutely love like this is the one time where you know, people are like, oh, you know, th- my, my free skate or my free dance is about this story. And like, normally you're like, uh, sure, I don't really see it, but like, okay, I'll believe you. But like, without knowing any context, you know exactly what story that they're trying to tell. Both of them emote very, very, very well. You know, it's choreographed to the music so well. I just, I love it. I really do. I think it's really special. Um, if they, you know, really get their technical side up and really consistent and strong, this they could be a real surprise up in the senior ranks. Like, I don't know. I just really love the program. Yeah, I, I honestly am really stoked for them. Like I was saying, this is my first time watching them, but like she's only 17. So like she literally has like her whole career in front of her. I know, like such a young even bean. Like, she's a truly baby. Like this girl is the sky's the limit for her. Absolutely. And she's so expressive. Like she knows exactly what like sass to give, especially in that rhythm dance. And he's not bad at all. Like apart from the twizzle fall in the free dance, he, I think, compliments her so well, but also he can perform on his own. And I think like that was maybe a big problem with her previous partners that she needs somebody to match her. Also that tattoo, I thought like I saw it like I was like, oh, is that a tattoo on her back? Or is that like, is that some like fancy strapping? It's actually a color tattoo on her back. And I think it was so cool. Yeah, we stand. We definitely stand for sure. Yeah. All right. I'm so excited for them. They're competing in Russian Cup stage one. So I'm excited to see their costumes. But let's move on to Annabelle Morozov and Andre Bargain, who have like 
such similar names like Igor Barzin, Andre Bargain. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get them confused. Jokes, I will. Um, but and Annabelle Morozov, she knows how to perform. And I, I'm pretty sure that like her father just drilled that straight into her. But I reckon that they're a good team, but they just need a lot more speed to make their kind of performance have that oomph, that kind of star power and make it a bit more special. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that were positive about them, their costumes were amazing. However, in their free dance. OK, Claudia, did you watch Spinning Out? <laughs> Also watched Spinning Out. It was absolute golden trash. It was golden trash. And so the the girl in Spinning Out, I think her name was Kat, she basically borrowed Tessa Virtue's dress from her Moulin Rouge free skate and like replicated it for the TV show. When is she going to give it back? (laughs) (laughs) But Annabelle Morozov basically replicated Tessa Virtue's Olympics rhythm dance costume. She was like, oh, Kat's already done the free dance. I'll get the rhythm dance. <laughs> I mean, it was a cute costume. I mean, it was a very nice costume. I just saw a She lot. looked great in it. Yeah, she looked great. Yeah. I just saw a lot that was reminiscent of Tessa. And and I mean, if if I was to pick someone to model a dress after, it would definitely be Tessa. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think personally, I didn't re- th- really think that those costumes matched the music. Like it was powerful music, but also I was like, I'm bored. Yeah, I think like, they needed more like dynamics. They needed more levels in their skating. Mm-hmm. That the music was good, but I think I think the program has potential. The costumes are nice. I think that we will see the transformation over the season. Mm, absolutely, and they're going to compete against Lisa and Igor in the first stage of Russian Cup. So that will be an interesting matchup. But um, I think that Lisa and Igor have slight edge over them. So, but yeah, we'll see how they go. We will see. All right. The next pair that we want to talk about is uh, Tiffany Zagorski and Jonathan Guerrero. Okay. Before we get into their skating, I am still mad that he decided to skate for Russia instead of Australia. Like who decides that they'll, you know, let's skate for Russia where the field is so freaking deep versus skating for Australia where there is no field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have no horse in this race, but. Or virtually no field. Like, I I know, like, our dance teams, they are up and coming. They have done such great work, and they have improved so much. And I absolutely love Australian dance teams. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, with Tiffany's and Jonathan's level of skating, why not just jump ship and, like, secure your Olympic place? I mean, like, yeah, sure, people love competition and stuff, but you're securing your Olympic place if you skate for Australia. I'm still so I'm salty about it, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I have no horse in that race. I'm neither Russian nor Australian. So um. like surely they'll let Tiffany go. Yeah. Like surely they'll be like, yep, you can go because we are in love with Victoria Sinitsina and Alexandra Stepanova. Like we're in love with them. You can go. Surely that would happen. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's just talk about their skating. What I really want to talk about is is Tiffany going full on Haley Williams from Paramore with her orange Arctic Fox dye job going on here. She, you know what? I normally don't like those hair colors on people, but we've seen it on her for so long that I'm just like, okay, girl, you rock it. And with that color, I like as soon as I saw the, um, their short dance or oh, rhythm dance, oh gosh, rhythm dance, I was like, you have to skate to Fifth Element. You have to. She's like, 
it just has to happen. But instead, um, they skate to The Greatest Showman and I was like, snooze. Even though like the music is like Greatest Showman, I'm like, wow. But I was like, this has got crappy music cuts and just, I mean, compared to the rest of the dance teams, I felt like you could immediately see that these were senior dancers, they had experience and their flow across the ice was just a whole lot better than the junior dance teams. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, but if if they did skate to the fifth element, let, let's say that in an imaginary world, they skated to the fifth element as opposed to Greater Showman, okay? I think she could basically take Brady Tunnell's Cinema Paradiso dress, you know, the white one oh with God. like the torso cutouts yeah. on the side and just kind of like request <laughs> for her costume designer to create more of those cutouts. And you'll basically get like that classic costume, like the, the one that like a lot of people are going to do for Halloween this year. We can just take the Cinema Paradiso dress and like make the costume. For her. <laughs> we can repurpose. We It's called upcycling. That, that's that's the word for it. We're upcycling. Cinema upcycling. Paradiso. It's in trend. It's in season. Madison Hubble is going to do it with her coat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's going to take the daddy coat and, and, and upcycle that. Oh, my God. It, it's my heart belongs to daddy. Coat. My coat belongs to daddy. Oh, gosh. Ugh. But you know what? Abby Lee Miller would not approve of Tiffany lip syncing to Survivor in her free dance. Yes, Abby Lee Miller, I brought her up. But like, just, I could I could see the lip sync and I was just like, <laughs> oh, like, it's okay for me to lip sync at home. But like, when you're on the ice, maybe not. It's, yeah, it's a lot. But lip syncing, a- a- apart from the lip syncing, I, I quite enjoyed the free dance. I, I enjoy Survivor. I enjoyed the choreography. I, I thought it was great. I love the Haley Williams look. So, I mean, overall, it was not bad. No, we don't need to go to karaoke on the ice. But but overall, I, I didn't think it was bad. I quite enjoyed it. So The twizzles were a bit rough. But otherwise, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoy the music as well. But yeah, I think mainly for me, I just love that they're a team of polyglots. Like Tiffany can speak English, French, Russian, and Jonathan obviously can speak English because he was like born in Australia and also Russian. So I'm probably just going to go and stalk their interviews and socials because I just love, I just love polyglots. So, <laughs> and with that, why don't we move on to the men? You know what? I love Russian men purely because like you're always going to get, like you can separate them into categories. You're going to get one, awful costumes or like just over-the-top costumes, two, inconsistent skaters, three, consistent skaters who were inconsistent. It's just absolutely a mess and it's great. It's drama. It's chaos. We love it. And so my favorite chaotic skater, okay, maybe not my favorite skater, but my favorite chaotic <laughs> skater, Alexander Samarin. Oh. Why don't we talk about, okay, why don't we start with the short program, Okay. So this is a short program choreographed to some traditional Russian folk music. And this is, when I think of Alexander Samarin, I think of kind of some melancholy, you know? And from last season, we have this terribly melancholy free skate, okay? (laughs) This Russian folk song somehow happened to have that same mood. Like, it was very on brand. Shocking. But on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he had a 
great quad loop attempt at the start of his short. I was like, whoa. Okay, so he's another one of those skaters where when he's on point, his jumps are like, whoa, they're amazing. I mean, there's not much else to his skating, to be honest. But <laughs> like his jumping's great. That's why he, he got on those teams. But I mean, the rest of the skate was just, all I saw was arms flapping and waving about when he's not jumping. And so that was kind of just pain. And my mom was um, kind of side watching while I was watching the Russian test skates. And she was just like, uh, can we skip this? Can we turn it off? And I was just like, oh my God. I'm like, I, I just have to watch watch this last jumping pass and then we can skip it. I was like, oh, poor Alexander Samarin. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the beginning of the season. He has all season to work on this. But I'm also kind of questioning why he decided to wear a portion of the costume that I was talking about earlier from the fifth element. It was white and stripy. <laughs> it was like, the, it was the Greek flag. And I'm like, the Greek flag does not belong in a Russian folk song. Yeah, I was truly, truly confused. But also moving on to his free skate. Can we, can we talk about these costumes as well? Oh, <laughs> it, it is very God. kind of reminiscent of... He, he loves a graphic tee, okay? Like, like from oh. the face last season, that was very much like like a Bob Ross face of from the screen <laughs> painting. You know, like it was, it was a Bob Ross oh interpretation of the screen painting. And, and here we have, he, honestly, like, Stravinsky's Firebird going on here. Like, I don't even <laughs> know what was happening, but yeah. The ISU Awards this season needs to nominate him just for shigs, just for shigs. Like, they're not going to give him the award, obviously, because, I mean, the costumes are so shit, but, like, clearly there has been so much artistic vision and effort put into his designs. It's very hot topic. <laughs> just... Okay, but like, okay, I enjoy Hot Topic, but I, I really do think that this is really more like Ed Hardy. Like oh he could potentially God. be sponsored by Ed Hardy. That's like, you know, so the tigers true. and the rhinestones. Like I think, yeah, like Hot Topic is very kind of like neon band logo, right? But but Ed Hardy is is much more figure skating. It's it's tigers and <laughs> rhinestones, you know? And and But it's like grunge figure skating. That should that should have been grunge figure their skating. marketing. <laughs> That should have been their marketing ploy. Just like we, our brand is grungish figure skating. That would have sold everything. Just he needs, he needs to be sponsored by them. I agree. But, but like, you know, okay. Talking about the actual free skate. I think that the music is actually okay. It, it's very much like an inspirational think piece with lyrics, right? Like it's, it's, it's similar to Karen Chen's short program that she does to You Say. It's very <laughs> much similar to like Boyang Jin's short program that he did to First Light. Like, like it's an inspirational think piece, you know? So the music is not bad. I, I kind of enjoyed watching it. You know, again, the, the jumping, the, the actual skating skills, I think could be improved over the season, but I mean, again, kind of, kind of the theme if, here. If he hasn't improved by now, he's not going to improve <laughs> on his skating skills. <laughs> I, I, I think that this, I think that the free skate has potential. I think that the folk song, yeah, I agree, could, could, could use some changes. But, but I do think that this one has potential over the season. Yeah. Um. To be honest, I, I, no, I agree with you. I'm, I'm actually interested to see like the improvement and progression over the season. But honestly, like from like watching. Misha's free skate to watching Sasha's free skate was just a bit of a oh help me god like you go from lovely edges and beautiful lines to summer <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Let's move on to some other guys. Um, we had a few kind of little junior beans competing. Not well, not really competing because it's just test skates. But this is probably the first time um, a lot of people who don't follow juniors get to see these boys, and it's it just shows like some exciting young talent. Um, let's start with Piotr Gumenik. He's eighteen. He's such a young bean. He has long limbs. Such long limbs. Yeah, I, I think his, I guess, like body type is and the way that he skates is kind of similar to like maybe like a Roman Sadovsky almost, you know, like like when the jumps are on point, like like his triple axel, I think that they are very on point. Yeah, and he's surprisingly lyrical for a Mishan skater. Like normally you associate Mishan with like flappity flappity arms and great jumps but like I, I was really enjoying his artistry but I do think that he needs to work on his speed and improve his flow but you know he's 18 he's got years to till he hits his peak I also also I enjoyed the Moonlight Sonata remix slash cover I was I was really scared because he he's skating to Moonlight Sonata for his short program and Phantom of the Opera for his free and I was like no not more warhorsing like why but it was a good remix. I was like, oh, I don't mind this. This is edgy. This is cool. Yeah, I, I, I think that both of those are very warhorsey kind of pieces. I think that a lot of like big renowned skaters with very kind of like like programs that you'll like really remember mm-hmm. and kind of like associate with that music forever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I look forward to watching him more. This is also actually, I think I've seen him like maybe once or twice before, but, but I'm pretty new to his skating and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think this early in the season, he's done pretty well. You can tell he was gassed at the end of his free skate though, but that's, that's to be expected. He's got lovely, unique spin positions in his combos. Um, and finally a good cut of Phantom of the Opera what I was like what he was using like the cuts that we don't really get to hear and I was like good boy good boy I will forgive your like war horsing um but yeah I enjoyed his skating I'm excited to see what he brings in the future and let's move to Roman Savorsen the bedazzled belt buckle Jocelyn (laughs) the bedazzled belt buckle it's a lot again who are these Russians using it's it's again very Ed Hardy but you know I I really enjoyed his skating skills I think they're actually pretty good I think they're pretty decent but but again we're kind of seeing this beginning of the season kind of setback you know a lot of the technical elements weren't there the jump entries were a little bit off not a lot of speed across the ice so, yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to him, but kind of didn't really deliver. However, again, a very young bean, lots of potential. Mm-hmm. And another young bean would be Maka Ignatov, a really tall bean. I mean, he's not so much a bean anymore. Um, he's in his 20s. Is he 20, I think? Um, but that quad loop, that was gorgeous. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was It was very, very nice. Um, unfortunately... There was a lot of other stuff going on. I, I think that, <laughs> y- you know, there, there, I think that, you know, okay, so his program was done to I Can't Go On Without You by Kaleo, which is a Jason Brown program from recent memory. And when Jason Brown does a program, it's got Jason Brown flavor. And so I'm hearing the music in my head and I'm expecting Jason Brown flavor, but it's not. And so obviously that's, I need to switch my lens, right? But, you know, that combined with his, awful awful injury I think he might have like 
cut his hand potentially. Oh yeah, that was blood. Yeah, he looked like he might have had like some lower body injury. Like I I heard someone talking about his back or maybe like his hip, his knee. I don't really know what was going on. He looked. He is very tall. He he looked like he was in pain by the end of that, and just hope he feels better. Yeah, like I was I, when he first came out on the ice. I was like, did I remember you being so tall? Like this is pair skater level tall, but he's got great jump legs on him, and he can he can still spin decently. I mean, the short program music was like real, like nice and angsty for a twenty year old. <laughs> um, the free program was to Je suis Malade, and I was like, oh no. But then, like, he fell on pretty much a bunch of his jumps. And I'm like, is that because you were Malad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he was so gassed, though. Like, bless him. He was so gassed. But it's start of the season anyway. Yeah, I, I truly felt bad about him. I think, I think that just kind of missing all those jumps and likely cutting his hand open it just didn't really conditioning yeah it just didn't really make for a good program but I'm hoping that with more conditioning a combination of the beginning of the season and COVID you know that that we'll see some good stuff here because like from last season we saw so much just like a lot of potential from him you know like when he's on he's really on Mm -hmm. so I, I hope that we could see him being really on later on somebody who I haven't admittedly seen a lot of but who I was nicely surprised by was Andre Mozilev this is true baby. He's only 17. He has a lovely quad flip, a solid quad tone combination, especially in his short program. He can improve on the speed into his jumps, but you know, they're solid elements. And with this, with his short program music, I was like, he should be called Vladimir. Like it just <laughs> it had to happen. No, but I, I think um, he's such a solid skater and yeah, he's 17. He's got time. He's got time up his sleeve. He's so baby. I, I really enjoyed him. This is also someone who I have never watched before. So this is my first introduction to him. Again, the elements were all very, very nice. I think that he's just so baby that that he can just spread his wings and fly. Oh, spread his wings and fly. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about the man of the hour. Mikhail Kolyada. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. (laughs) Oh my. Okay. So when this music selection came out, I was like, no way. I texted you straight away. I'm like, dude, guess what? He's skating to his first short. And we just could not stop laughing. Yeah. I I was like, I was like, is this (laughs) the the J-Lo? Is this the original? Like, will there be whooping and chanting? (laughs) Or will this be a cover? Like, is this orchestral? Is there going to be a four-piece stringed orchestra? Like, what's happening here? But imagine a four-piece stringed orchestra for Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. I mean, if if, if <laughs> one if one of these men, if you asked me which of these men would do a string cover of Let's Get Loud, okay, honestly, I would say Alexander Samarin. But, but in yeah. second place <laughs> would be Misha. <laughs> in second place would be Misha. <laughs> uh, honestly like just seeing him made me so happy and seeing yeah. him happy made me so happy happy oh, happy happy it was so good to have him back and in form yeah it was it was very nice and you know okay so let's actually talk about the cover of let's get loud okay it's it's kind of like a bluesy jazzy almost kind of like a big band kind of cover of let's get loud it's very 
you can hear the J Lo, but like like, it's not J Lo. You know, like Mm -hmm. you can hear J Lo in your head. You can't hear J Lo on the ice. But you know who can hear J Lo in their head? It's Alexei Mishin. You know, (laughs) his foot was tapping at the boards, and he was just going, "Yeah, let's get loud." loud." He. you know, he would be humming it like on the way home in his car, like before he goes to sleep. He, okay, you know, okay. It just, this is it, what Mishin would do, okay? He was probably like bopping his knees, like bending up and down like you do in, in toddler dance class behind the boards. <laughs> and I need to rewatch this because all you can probably see is just like his head and neck, like above the boards, just kind of like, <laughs> moving up and down very slightly. But you know, that's what's happening under the boards, okay? Is that he's just like gently bending his knees and trying not to kind of like be especially exuberant (laughs) i love him and like when ted barton was just like you can see you know the happiness on mission's face and it cuts to mission and he's got like a mouth that has a stronger concave down than the mcdonald's logo and it's just like yeah he's definitely happy happy. (laughs) that is happy for misha okay like he's just a very like solemn human being all right which is why i was just so shocked but of this combination and also this very vibrant forest green blazer plus the kind of like indigo I love shaded it. pants like it's it's very nice it's very color blocky it's kind of like vinyl magazine <laughs> it suits it suits the um the cover of let's get loud I actually really like the blazer color I think it was I think it really suited him but yeah just quality oozes out of him when he skates and that Lutz is legit the most perfect thing ever it's just, I cannot wait to see his quad blitz back. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's it's going to be so good. You know, I was a little worried because he had taken basically like one and a half seasons off, right? Like he was going through so much. There was so much medically going on with him. You know, he got married. There was just so many life changes that I was honestly a little bit worried that he would not come back because when he left right or I guess took a break he was not necessarily like looking kind of like in his best shape you know like there were a lot of programs that he looked especially unhappy about but just to kind of like come out of the gates with this was like oh my gosh I love this shit it's so good (laughs) oh my god and and the end of his short program that like that pose and like everyone who memed it and turned it into a meme it was so perfect it was so good like bitches I'm back (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and he is truly back and and you know kind of like what I was saying earlier he's a very like solemn pensive serious man right so like I can never tell when he's truly happy about his skating and and just his face you know and his general body language in his ending pose of his short program was like he was like celebrating his performance and I think that's what I truly truly enjoyed about this was just just how happy he was yeah and that's probably why Misha and Mishin are such a great match just because they're because of their faces they're just solemn people um who skate to let's get loud (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes definitely yeah and so he returned to his like classical traditional style in his free skate when he skated to the white crow which chronicles the life and dance career of um nuriev and it was just very him i love the like almost nip slip costume um the concept for him (laughs) The concept for him is great. It's very lyrical. You know, the, it's got some kind of like that Russian dr- dramatics in it. And pretty, yeah, I pretty much love the entire thing, except for t- Ted Barton introducing him as Mikhail Kolada. Like, can you read? Ted Barton? Brothers with Pina. Can you read? 
<laughs> here, Pina and Mikal. <laughs> My two children. Colada. Like, where did they why go? It just Colada. Went, it didn't go anywhere. Like, Colada. Okay. <laughs> but bless you, Teddy. But I like Ted. You know, even the people that, you know, were slightly less tolerable when, when COVID hit figure skating, I embrace them now. I embrace all of them. Come back to me. <laughs> come back to me. Speaking of people that come, like, Come back to us. We missed out on Dmitry Aliyev and Artur Danilian in these <laughs> Russian test skates. Come back to me, Dima. Come back to us, please. He is going back to Masquerade, <laughs> that short program, though. That's what he's going back to. Yeah, I I honestly am pretty excited about this. I think that it was an amazing program for him. The way that he skated it at the Olympics just kind of exuded so much joy. You know, you could really tell that you know he skated it so good yeah he just you know it all came from kind of this muscle memory and and just kind of like the feeling like the feeling memory of it you can just tell that he had really sat in that program and and peaked at just the right time for the olympics and Mm -hmm. you know afterwards i remember this one really crushing skate was it russian nationals honestly i don't remember but but he had just fallen on all of his jumps and and at the very end of the program he just kind of like sat there and was like so upset on the ice and i was like this is not the Dima that I love. Where did he go? You know, I just, I felt so bad for him. And, and you know, if this kind of brings him back to that feeling, that mindset that he had at the Olympics, I am, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, actually. Um, I love the program. Absolutely love it. But I found it a little strange because it's so soon after the Olympics. But then again, like the 2022 Olympics is so close. So I guess like it's kind of like right in the middle. I'm very happy that he's bringing it back so we can watch it again because I think it suits him perfectly. And it will also be really interesting to compare the Olympic season skate and this season skate and really see how much he's improved, whether he's going to change any choreography. Yeah, especially in his skating skills, it would be really interesting to see how um, how he's improved from that Olympic season in 2018 to to now and I just want him back just like with Artur Danilian he's such a bean again yeah but I I think I think just having Dimitri back you know I I out out of all of these people you know we talk about Misha being very solemn Alexander Samarin is just another brand of solemn you know Dima has always been kind of like a more joyful skater you know like you can really tell how he's feeling and and how he is just kind of like on his face and mm-hmm. he's I, chaotic I good miss that. He, he oh he's plenty chaotic too but but I kind of miss that about Russian men you know I just miss his yeah. energy being here so yeah I, I just miss the guy I miss the guy <laughs> <laughs> we also miss Artur Danilian we'd love to see um what he comes up with this season and how he improves so yeah we wish him a speedy recovery from his injury um and so i think that's it for both dance and men yes it is Oof. all right so we also want to add a little section um at the end of each episode it is called drum roll it's called it's called the Kiss and Cry, which is exceptionally unoriginal. Um, so in our Kiss and Cry um, section, we're just going to pretty much chat shit. We're going to talk about, I don't know, like plushies getting thrown in the ice. We're going to talk about social media posts. We're going to talk about skaters merch. We're going to talk about, oh, what we're also, what we're definitely going to talk about is every episode we are going to recommend a book 
based on what's happened in skating over the past week um, or in this past episode. So yeah, our kiss and cry is just going to be a whole lot of stupid fun. Yeah. And, you know, you guys probably don't know this, but both Claudia and I are very big readers. We have read books together. I have many, many books in my house. (laughs) They are almost coming out the front door. And yeah, so every episode, basically, we just wanted to take a program of probably one of the skaters that we've talked about either in the whole event or in the episode that we had just previously talked about. And so for the very first book that we are going to recommend on our podcast. It is called These Violent Delights by Chloe Gung, and it actually hasn't come out yet, so you could just pre-order it on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Um, And it comes out on November 17th of 2020. I chose this book not because of dance or men, but basically we're talking about Russian test skates in general. And in our next episode, episode three, we are going to be talking about pairs and ladies. And one of our ladies is Alexandra Trusova. Again, we'll talk more about her in the next episode, but for this season, she chose a big warhorse for her free skate, which is the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. And the book that I'm going to recommend, These Violent Delights, is a Romeo and, Ju- Romeo and Juliet retelling set in the year 1926 in Shanghai, China. Basically, there's a feud going on between two gangs, and one of the gangs, called the Scarlet Gang, there's an 18-year-old girl named Juliet Kai. She used to work as a flapper, but she returns to lead the Scarlet Gang, and she wants to prove to her father that she is ready and worthy of the job. And their long-standing rivals are called the White Flowers, which is another gang, and their heir, his name is named... Oh. He is named Roma Montagov, and he is both her first love and her first betrayal. There's also kind of like the subplot in this book where there is a monster threatening to emerge from the sea, eat everyone, kill everyone, and destroy Shanghai. So that is absolutely no fun. Um, But amidst all of this and all the drama, we see the effects of things like colonization, colorism. There are great battle scenes that will keep you on the edge of your seats. And of course, there is a ton of romance between Juliet and Roma. So again, our first book recommendation is called These Violent Delights by Chloe Gung, and it comes out on November 17th, 2020. I'm so excited personally for this book. I just wanted to come already. Um, But when you were talking about that, Joss, I couldn't help but think, is this just like a battle between Tutberitza and Plushenko? Like, is, is that our, is that our Montague and Capulets? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are they Montague and Capulet? <laughs> help, help me. I was just like, I had to, like, turn away from the mic and, like, start snickering because I couldn't hold it in. I was just like, oh, my God, this thought. My brain, what are you doing? This is so meta. It's too meta. That would be way too meta. And like, I was like, who could the monster be? Would that be like Tatiana Tarasova? Or would that? And I was just like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> Who's the monster? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So the rest right. of our kiss and cry. Um, okay. So I know you are really sad that COVID affecting this season means that probably in our big competitions, we're not going to have plushies thrown on the ice anymore. I don't talk to me about it. I'm still mourning this loss. But okay, basically, one of the things that I remember is I believe it was, was it Alita Zagitova? I don't know. Someone from last season. Maybe it was Yuzu. I don't know. Someone. 
they were skating okay and then and then a bunch of people were throwing plushies onto the ice and then someone threw this intensely large fish onto the ice <laughs> <laughs> and the girls a who fish? were I, yeah, it was a huge fish. And there's this gif of these girls catching this enormous plush fish. And I really want to find it. But we're just not going to have moments like that this season. And it is truly just like crushing my soul that, that we're not going to have that. The flower girls, are de- their souls are definitely not crushed because they don't have to clean up after Yuzu after he skates. Yeah, they don't have to collect the poo rain. Maybe they'll just like... if. They can't throw it onto the ice. Maybe they'll just like throw it onto the skaters after they get off the ice. <laughs> yeah. Just like incoming. I, yes. I mean, I mean we, we can hope. Fingers crossed. Oh, 100%. The Russians will definitely give like gigantic bears to every single, every single one of the girls. They'll still give it. They probably won't throw it on the ice, but they'll just lob it over the side into the kiss and cry. Yeah. And that bear will probably likely be wearing a chin guard instead of a mask. <laughs> okay so i think that's it for our discussion on men's and ice dance and next episode's going to be us continuing our discussion on russian test skates but for the pairs and the ladies i'm claudia and come chat with us at let's get down pod l-u-t-z get down pod on twitter and instagram and if you want to work with us shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com and if you like this podcast and you want ed hardy to sponsor us just like alexander samarin please visit wherever you listen to podcasts and give us some five-star love we would really appreciate it thank you all for listening we will talk to you later Bye. bye